Ah, all right. Cool, cool, cool. How you feel? I feel good. You feel good? Yeah. All right. So you ready? Yeah. All right. So I'm pretty sure you've seen. I always open. I always open up my episode a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Highlight Reel. And here today, I have a special guest with me. I'm going to let her introduce herself, so go ahead. Hi, everyone. My name is Makaya, mm-hmm. and I am the host of Something About Our 20s. Yes, yes, yes. And I thought that we agreed that we thought this would be a good idea to collaborate just because I remember when I first saw your podcast, I was like, Something About Our 20s? I like to, like, I'm, a, I'm somebody in my 20s, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we probably have a lot of the same questions so i figured this would be a good episode and a good collaboration for us to come together kind of ask some questions that people in their 20s are maybe wondering about because it's like i'm i feel like this is such a transformational period in your life so i figured we might as well go ahead and collaborate and go ahead and ask some questions to each other see what we think and then of course hopefully maybe people will after they hear it and everything they will kind of add to the conversation, maybe say, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? So I think that this would be, I thought this would be a great collaboration. So I figured we should go ahead and get into it. But first off, I want you to kind of tell tell me a little bit about yourself first. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So um, I'll start off with my age. So I'm 24. Okay. I turned 24 in October. A Libra. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> had to add that in the air for the Libra people who right, might right. be listening. <laughs> um, but I graduated from The Ohio State University in 2021 mm-hmm. um, with a BA in journalism. And um, I'm also a corporate baddie. Okay. So <laughs> okay. Doing the corporate life. Um, I do social media management. Uh, you enjoying that? Yeah, I enjoy it. It's okay. not my end all be all, but of I enjoy it. Of course. And yeah, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's go. Love yeah. That. And so I started something about our 20s, the podcast, because I felt like I was just going through it. Mm. And I've seen a lot of people talking about being in their 20s on social media and the ups and downs that come with it. Yeah. So I was like, why not create a platform where we could talk about it and right. be honest about yeah. it? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I kind of did something along those same lines, of course. And we just have different perspectives as people. But, of course, there are many things that we have similarities as far as what we talk about. So um, let me go ahead and introduce myself to you because mm-hmm. this is our first time meeting, of yes, course. Yes, it is. So um, from Cincinnati, Ohio, of course, you know, gang. Then I was studying journalism in school. I went to Kent State. I was studying journalism. But then I started to I kind of switched over to communication because I liked the interviewing part of people like mm-hmm. of, of journalism but i didn't want to write the story like i gotcha. inter- interview like 20 people and then have to put all 20 of those stories into one story and i just didn't i wasn't always feeling that so mm-hmm. i was like i'm not gonna do that so yeah i did that uh went to kent state it's not the kent state but um i went there so you know the kent, like uh, nah, i went to kent state university <laughs> um so yeah that's a little bit about me so i figured we might as well go ahead and get into these questions yeah you feel ready i'm ready all right so i'm gonna have you go first ladies first i'm gonna be a courteous gentleman today yeah so go ahead okay so the questions i'll be asking today are based on a few topics i discussed in season one of Mm -hmm. my podcast okay so the first one i have for you is Mm. regarding a topic i discuss um last season it was titled no name no shame where we discussed crazy Ooh. relationships and we talked about being in one but not the aftermath okay so after you come out of a toxic situation do you take time to heal or do you just move on to the next <laughs> after i come out of a toxic situation do i just take time to heal or just go on to the next i feel like oh man all right so i, I feel like i try to take the time to heal but in <laughs> in that healing, there have been times where I fell short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. I fell short, and I basically got involved with somebody in some way, some form, and uh, that kind of backfired on me, of course, and that didn't help that person either. So I do try to, like, I try to heal. It's just healing is one of the hardest things you're going to do in sure. life because you got to take that time for yourself just to really be with yourself and figure out, you know, who are you? What do you like to do? What kind of person are you? What kind of person do you like? So I, I'd like to take the time to heal. I try to, but 
that loneliness of taking the time to heal is really rough to deal with. Mm -hmm. So I don't always get to, uh, I probably am not as proactive enough as I should be as far as just being alone. I feel like the season I'm in right now, I'm kind of doing that, just being to myself, but I'm, um, I also have many things that help me focus like on a day to day. And I think having something to focus on is a good thing. And that helps me do that. So, yeah. yeah. But and what about you, though? Well, I would say it's hard to balance like being in your 20s and saying you're experiencing different type of relationships. We're young. Yeah. So it's like, do I want to be stuck on yeah. this person yeah. or do I just want to move on? Because it might have been a learning experience. Great point. Great point. But for myself, I say that, you know, I try to take time mm. to just sit and think back on what happened, what transpired and like how I want to avoid that in my next whatever mm. I have going mm-hmm. on. So, okay. yeah, I think taking time is very important for me. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, we kind of see the same thing. But, so, you say you would, you've would you also, like, fallen short sometimes. Like, you like you kind of want to take the time to heal, but you don't want to just keep, th- keep thinking about that person. You want to move on. Yeah. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that you have to be to the point where you're like, all right, I am over them. Because if you're not, then you're going to string them alone and still having feelings for somebody else. Why are you with somebody else? And that's wrong. Mm. So you have to be to at least a point where you're like, all right, like, I'm over them enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good question. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go ahead and ask my first question. Mm-hmm. So my first question is. Do you think it's more important to have fun or to build a foundation right now in your 20s? Both. Okay. I can't choose just one because I think I'm learning that being in your 20s is about having fun, Mm. but also making sure that you're working towards whatever you want to do or want Mm. to be. So you have to find time to just enjoy life, like live. You are never going to get this time back. Hmm. I swear, I feel like anytime I run into this type of question, I feel like I struggle with it just because, like, I want to have fun. I feel like I had plenty of fun at college, but now that I'm out of college, it's like, all right, I need to grind because I think the things that I thought were maybe going to fall through for me didn't. So mm-hmm. it's like, I kind of need to build that foundation. Maybe this is also just me as a man. I feel like I bring this up a lot, but it's like, if, like, I feel like I might be the one to lead somebody at some point. So I have right. to have my stuff together and that's why i feel like very pressed as far as like getting it together because like if i don't um it's like who is gonna want to come along on this ride with me or follow me in my life if i don't have it together on my own so it's like i i try to kind of establish the foundation i do have my fun but that's like uh extra almost it's like i'm gonna have my fun when i have it but if i'm not making any progress toward my goals uh, what am I celebrating in a way? Yeah. No, Go ahead. I, I definitely get what you're saying. I definitely think it's different as a man mm-hmm. trying to navigate your 20s than a woman for sure. Okay. But I think that you have to find a balance and enjoying life. Like you're here. That's what you're celebrating. You're making it each day yeah. because our 20s are hard. So that's what hey. you're celebrating. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have to be <laughs> all grind. It, it doesn't have to at all. It doesn't. It, it. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't have to be all grind. I'm, I guess I'm just trying to find that balance. I think because I probably had, like, in college, I was working hard, but I was having fun, too. But I think maybe the year out of college, I probably wasn't working hard enough. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I'm still trying to play catch up from that. And it's weird because I was working. It's like I wasn't working or doing nothing, but... I felt like I had nothing to show for it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, all right, I need to feel like I lost a little bit of time. I need to kind of gain that back. I gained plenty of perspective, which I can't be mad at. But as far as things to show for it, I don't really have that. So I'm like, all right, I need to improve on that going forward. You don't have that yet, things to show for it. And what do you mean by things to show for it? Hmm. I feel like you're going to try and read me this episode. All right. So what I do, what I do. I was working. <laughs> All right. I was living in Columbus and I was working. And the whole time I was working, it's like when I moved, I was like, okay, you work, but what do you have to show for it? And when I say have to show for it, I mean money. I mean money. It was like, it. It was like okay, you did all this and like, what, do you, what are you coming out with? And I was like, wow. I just, like, did I just waste my time? I didn't think I did, but it, sometimes it felt like that. Because you wasn't making what you would have wanted to make. Yeah, and it's like the 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 
the reasons why I went out there, I thought I was going to be able to get a certain job, get starting a certain career. None of that happened. So I was like, well, okay. And I, you know, I was in a lease, so I can't just leave. I thought I had some stuff that were going to be like coming my way. And even as I was moving, I thought someone was coming my way. Nothing ever did. So I was like, well, there's, there goes that. So I was kind of sorry about that. So, yeah. Let me tell you, that was a reality check for me. Like, yeah. realizing when I first came out of college, like, the type of jobs that they offer people who are first out of college. Yeah. They try to act like they don't yeah, want to pay get anything. They try to get over on and you. And I, I had to learn that everything's a stepping stone. Like, definitely know your worth. Definitely yeah. negotiate. But it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like sometimes, oh, how do I how do I word this? I feel like you know your worth. Mm, know your worth, but also it's like, how do you elaborate that to a job that maybe doesn't agree with that it's like okay just don't don't go to that job all right sure but then it's like if that's the job that you want but it's not this it's like that's that's one of those dilemmas and i feel like that's kind of where we get placed a lot yeah i think so too i think you gotta weigh the pros and cons of it like is this gonna lead me to something better yeah if i stay here for what like six months to a year is this gonna set me up to get to the next place that i'm trying to be or is it just a waste like yeah that's why i feel like my experience there set me up mentally i think like because of what i experienced there mentally i'm in a different place and i'm mm -hmm. like all right i know what i didn't do so i know what i need to do now and that's what i'm doing so it so something did come from me (laughs) (laughs) yes but it's like just i wish i did some things better that's all and that's okay we don't have we gonna keep making mistakes we don't know what we doing i feel like Ooh, ooh, okay. You know, yep, we don't yep. know what we're doing. Okay. We don't. We just going with it. All right. Um, that was my question. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Your question. All right. Okay. <laughs> my question. Um, so I'm gonna get on the topic of post grad de- depression, which oh. I discussed in season one. Mm. We discussed post grad depression and the feeling of not having a job right after college. Mm. So now, since it's been, you know, more than a few months since I've been out of college. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to know, let's discuss how it feels to find a job, because some people find a job mm-hmm. eventually, but it turns out that it's not the one for you. Mm. Well, so how do you deal with that sadness and stress? Uh, it's rough. It's like when you see other people that like work in the field that they want to work in, it's like, bro, I'm like, I'm happy for you. It's, it's that weird spot. I'm happy for you. But then I'm, you why start to wonder, me? yeah, it's like you start to wonder, what am I not doing? Why is it not working for me? If we both went to college, probably did the same things, but you get that. I don't. And it's, um, cause I feel like the job I want to be in, I'm still not even in yet. And that's, uh, sometimes not, I won't say discouraging, but it's like, dang, like what, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to get there? Cause I'm trying to get there. And, um, it's a, it's, I mean, post-grad depression period was like rough. I felt that I feel like almost as soon as I graduated, I remember I was working, I was working at a hospital mm-hmm. when I was like around the time I graduated. I quit that job, right? Mm-hmm. Quit that job. Like right before I graduated, I thought it was some BS. I didn't want to work, be there anymore. Then what happened? I, uh, I quit cause I thought everybody was about to be outside. I'm like, we all about to be out. We all about to enjoy this time together because we're all going to be leaving probably in some months. So I'm thinking we're all about to enjoy this time. I quit my job just for me to find out my roommates was both still grinding and working and whatnot. Couldn't see them as much. And I lived with them. And then it was like a bunch of my friends were already gone or already in those jobs. So I'm thinking, dang, what what was the point of me quitting that job? And I felt like because I had quit it when I did, there was no point in me trying to get another one knowing I was about to move. So Mm -hmm. it was like I had to, what, DoorDash around that time? Ooh, I don't recommend it. It was rough. It was rough. I mean, I ran it up one week, but for me to for you to run it up doing that, you have to drive all day, every day for days. Okay. And I did that to you know pay rent and all that, but that was not fun. So, post grad depression is it's a real thing. I I don't uh, describe myself as a very low energy person or whatever. Like I can be chill, but not like sad. After college, I was like, bro, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So that was how I felt. What about you? Yeah. Well, after college, I think postgrad depression really affected me because 
during college, like, we experienced the pandemic. So I was more so sad that, yeah. um, like, my junior year and most of my senior year was taken away. So I didn't get to have that experience of the last moments yeah. with those people that I connected with on campus. And I feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my feelings of sadness came from missing that college life, like missing that atmosphere. Yeah. And um, just realizing, oh, my God, that safety net is gone. College yeah. is a safety net. Yeah. So that was scary to me. But my journey was different. Like, I interned um, the summer after college, and then I received my first full-time job, which was amazing. Yeah. So um, I think that that was good, but also feeling like, okay, but this is not my dream job, though. Yeah. So just trying to navigate those feelings of being grateful, but also like, okay, how can I get to where I want to be? Right. Yeah. Um, see, that's a good point that you bring up because the pandemic definitely played a huge part into it. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember I was asking people, like, who would have thought coming in freshman year, we wouldn't get a senior year, a normal it's senior crazy. year at that? Because I had this role on campus where I was basically over the concerts my senior year, right? I had so much planned. I'm thinking the pan- like I remember when, when they sent us home in the spring. I'm thinking, all right, we'll we'll be back in the we'll be back in the fall for us to never really come back normally. And I couldn't do any any things I wanted to do for the school. I was like, bro, this the the whole experience is kind of taken away because it's like I wanted to meet these people. I wanted to be able to do all these things and see all the people's reaction. I couldn't do it because how do I get people to come to a virtual event? Now some people will still come, but it's not the same. Everybody wants to be together, and I tried to I tried so many different ideas to try and bring people together, and I couldn't even do it because uh, the school wanted to be safe. I was like, all right, I get it, but do you not? Let's look at what is happening at other schools. Let's see what's going on there. Right. If it works there, I'm pretty sure it could work here. So why don't we even try it? Because I'm pretty sure what I want to do, or I want what I want us to be able to do, I'm pretty sure students would like that. So why don't we try it? They didn't even want to try it. So that, um, yeah. I, that's a great point as far as I'm taking like all that time I was taking away. Now, COVID was a very serious thing, of course. It's just I never would have thought that we would be that class or in that class. Yes. Like, you never think that, that something like no. that would happen. So when it does, cause I remember when I was thinking we might not get a graduation, I was, oh, I was about to be hot. Oh, I yeah. was like, nah, bro, ain't no way we're going to be the only class that don't get one or one of the classes that don't. No, we got to fix that. So, yeah, that was a rough time. Yeah, but, um, yeah, post-grad depression is a... It's real. It's a real, it's a it real thing. It is real. It's a real thing. All right, so let me look. So my question for you... Oh, so do you feel like you were told how lonely this time can be? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> you think your 20s are going to be so amazing. You're yeah. going to have the time of your life. It's going to be filled with all these friends that you grew up with. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not... It's, it's, it's so weird because I'm thinking, I think especially the fact that when you go to college, everybody's on the same campus, but right. not everybody's from there. So right. when y'all graduate, what do you think is about to happen? Y'all all, like if you got a friend that's from Cali, a friend from Texas, and a friend from Florida, what do you think about to happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, unless all y'all about to move to the same spot and I wouldn't even recommend it. It's like if y'all don't have a job that's actually set up for y'all where it makes sense for y'all to all go to the same place, like why do that? Because I mean... You're not maximizing your potential to take advantage of what you just worked for. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was a lonely time. I remember after I got... Again, it's like when you see other people getting these jobs and whatnot, and then you don't get to get it, but you still got to leave. It's like, bro, I don't... Where am I, What am I supposed to do now? Because I thought I worked so hard for this thing. And, yes, I did work hard, but if it doesn't go exactly how you planned, you kind of aren't ready for that because mm-hmm. everybody thinks it's going to work out for them. So when it doesn't yeah. work out exactly how you want it... It's a hard thing to navigate. Yes, it's super lonely because you realize, like, adulthood is very much, like, ghetto. And then you realize that a lot of your friends that you have might not be your friends. Then you realize you outgrow a lot of people in relationships, possibly. Like, things change. Your whole dynamic changes. So, that's why it's lonely. Yeah, it's a a very, very lonely time. And, um, but it's, I mean... I'm experiencing a lot of growth. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> but growth is hard. That's why, yeah, like, growth is hard. Because I'm thinking if I was with everybody, I'd probably be a little bit more comfortable. So me being so uncomfortable has forced me to kind of change um, as far as how I think about the world and how I see the world. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for that, but being lonely ain't fun. Like, that no. is not fun. You have to figure it out. 
because if everybody wants to live their best lives, they have to figure out their lives first. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need isolation. Sometimes elevation requires isolation. And it's very not fun, not fun. No, not at all. But being uncomfortable leads to greater things. It does. If you're comfortable, then that means you're just being stagnant. That's a bar. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay, so my question is on the topic of what mm-hmm. is love? So first I'll ask, are you single or in a relationship? Single as a Pringle. Okay. Yep. So do you see love and relationships differently now that you're in your twenties and if so how? I do. Um <laughs> I've been uh so like my I think my two biggest love languages are um Quality time and physical touch, like those are like the, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need like everything else I love, of course, but I like to be able to be close to you and spend time with you and feel you literally. So if, if I'm not getting those, or I think I've been in situations where I've had those and I've seen how if you have too much of anything, like you know, you need things in moderation. If you have too much of those when you don't have it, you feel like a party was gone or whatever. So I do see it different because I think now. I would say I'm a good communicator, but I've realized how much you kind of have to take your ego out of communication. It's like, all right, I messed up. How can I make it better for you? Or I needed somebody else to acknowledge that they messed up. How can they make it better for the relationship, right? So it's hard to navigate those things because you you don't you want to protect yourself, but mm-hmm. and your ego kind of helps you to do that. It like keeps you guarded. But if you're going to be in a relationship, you have to be open. And I feel like I'm very open, but I think I'm realizing I can be even more transparent and more open because it's like, look, I'm messing up in these areas. Hold me accountable. Because when you have a partner that holds you accountable, there's a respect there. It's like, yeah. you're not just going to let me slide with a lot of stuff. If I'm BSing, you're going to say, dude, get your stuff together mm-hmm. like now because we all need that. So I definitely see love a little different. I think um, uh, um, I just feel the communication that's needed in a relationship is paramount to me. Mm-hmm. If cuz I always tell people you could be fine as ever, right? But if I can't talk to you, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like it, it really doesn't matter or if you fine and I get like I always say airhead vibes. Uh. Like if if I talk to you and I just feel like you're n- I can't have an intelligent conversation with you, you're just something to look at at that point. Man, like if that's a, for uh, a you know, a man for women or women for men, it's like, yo, I can't talk to you about nothing. Um everything is surface level i don't want it to be surface level with you i'm trying to know you and get yes. you to know you on a deeper level so i definitely view love differently mm-hmm. so what about you no definitely for sure mm-hmm. um i would say one thing i learned is that it's okay to outgrow someone like sometimes someone yep. is just for a season and it doesn't have to be bad blood like it don't and then i've learned that one thing that i definitely need in someone they have to have emotional integrity Emotional integrity and emotional intelligence. Okay, so yeah. explain those. I like explain emotional integrity. What you mean I by that? I think I meant to say emotional intelligence. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So the so now I'm learning that the person, the man yeah. that I want yeah. in, in my life, <laughs> they have to have emotional intelligence. Like, so do you typically come across men that are not very emotionally intelligent? Some men are just surface level. Mm. Like. Okay. Oh my God! Can we talk about something else? Yeah. Can we like mentally? Can we connect emotionally? Can we connect? Because that's something that I need. See, it's always ironic when I hear that, because I would describe myself as a very emotionally intelligent uh, person. Mm-hmm. So when I hear women say that they don't know or they don't come across too many men that are emotionally intelligent, because like I'm, I have both my parents in my life, but I spent most of my life with my mom. So I definitely think that. I like that played a part, mm -hmm. but I think sometimes that's it maybe backfires on guys. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like they live with their mom, but they are they try not to be soft, so they're trying to be Uh, hard all the time. uh It's like I live with my mom, I'm not trying to be softened by you know her love or whatever. But I it's like I'm talking to a woman, a grown Mm -hmm. woman, all the time, and I'm just trying to learn how she sees things. I don't know what happened, something just happened in my interface, but yeah, we we back to we back to it anyway. So what was I saying? It was basically about how, um, about how you were raised by your mom and yeah. what you have. So I think because I've been raised by my mom, that makes me very emotionally. I think that makes me more very emotionally intelligent. But I'm also not afraid to explore that because mm-hmm. I've, I think I've been aware since a very young age that, 
yes, you have masculine energy, but why why do I need to be hard with my girl? You know what I mean? If I'm with my girl, that's if anybody should make me want to be a little softer. It's like so. Just to finish it up, I think I do think as I was living with my mama, that made me more emotionally intelligent. So when I do hear that girl say they don't meet too many guys that are emotionally emotionally intelligent, it strikes me as surprising because I would think it's kind of normal because unfortunately, if many people's fathers are not in their life, then they're probably with their mom. So I would think that that would help to be a little more emotionally intelligent. Yeah, well, that's good that you got it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but then I feel like I might run into girls that are not as emotionally intelligent, which is weird because aren't y'all supposed to be the softer of us? Yeah, so it's always uh, somewhat of a paradox juxtaposition, kind of just weird. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so that was your question. So mm-hmm. my question is, we kind of touched on this a little bit er- a little bit earlier, but do you feel like you know what you're doing yet? Know what I'm doing, like, in life? Like, do you feel like you have a good idea of what to do with your life? No. No? I literally am. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm doing the best I can and taking things day by day mm-hmm. and really just uh, no mm, okay. no way um, I think that I'm I know that people say they're learning as they go but yeah. it's really just me knowing that I have a vision mm-hmm. writing down what goals I have for yeah. like a certain time frame or whatever and trying to achieve them in whatever way I can yeah so keep talking I'm gonna check something real quick keep okay. going that's really what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't have it figured out at all. If I had it figured out, then there would be no need for something about our twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. See, I um, I asked because in a recent episode, I said something like, "I'm learning that nobody knows. Like, you might like in your craft and your passion, you might know what you're doing with that, but it seems like a lot of people don't really know what they're doing. And I know when when I was younger, when you're younger, you think, "Oh yeah, when I'm 30, I'm gonna know exactly what I'm doing." And here I am creeping toward it. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I don't know. I don't know. Because no. I know plenty of 20, I know plenty of people that are in their later 20s and they're still getting things figured out. So I'm thinking, dang, when am I supposed to know? When am I supposed to know? And I don't think it's a time limit on it. It's really a learn as you go. It's yeah. like a learn on the job type of thing. <laughs> it's just the job is life. <laughs> Like, for real. And I feel like people in their 30s probably don't know what they're doing either. And in your 40s, you're still growing. And maybe you're more established. But you have new goals that you want to fulfill. And you probably are confused at that point, too. See, I think what it is is the fact that, you know, I'm 23, you're 24. The fact that we're at these ages and what I when I was younger looking at somebody that age, I'm like, I bet they know exactly where they're going, exactly what they're doing. Now that I'm that age, it's like, hold up. This is what I thought of them then. And now here I am looking at somebody that's probably 45, and it's like, I bet they know exactly what they're doing. Now, I, I will say, by that point, you should yeah, have a much better idea. Yeah, you, do. But you should. it's like, we feel like, because when you're younger, you think somebody that's 24, 25 is old or something like that, right? right? Now that we get in there, it's like, I'm going to stop calling people old because yeah, you're still figuring that out. Yeah. Um, so I see a lot of people that even if they are older than me, I'm thinking you're, you are probably still kind of in a state of, I'm figuring this out as I go. Even though I'm much younger than you, we are probably somewhat similar in that mental aspect. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just interesting to see that because I feel like a lot of people around me still figuring it out. People older than me still figuring it out. Of course, people younger than me going to figure it out. So I just feel like that was an important thing to ask. Yeah. yeah. And I think that people feel like it's not okay to be in a season of uncertainty mm-hmm. and not to know. And it's, it's okay as long as you're striving towards something. You're not just sitting there in it. Yeah. Then, yeah, you know, it's okay. I feel you. So your turn. Go ahead. Okay. Man, yeah, I just think so. So friendships, maintaining, gaining, and losing. <laughs> okay. What um, does being a friend mean to you? Oh, someone that to me being a friend means someone that is reliable. We don't have to talk all of the time, but. You can depend on me to be there for you in some way. If I can't be there for you financially, I can be there for you emotionally. If you need support, I can be that because um, I have like I have a friend here in the city that um, because I'm back in the city, like, of course, we've been talking more. But when I was in college, I remember it would be times where we might we might talk once a month or once every other month. But it was never ill willed. It was never hostile. It was like, bro, what's up? Like, what you been up to, man? Like, mm-hmm. you still my dog. What have you been up to? Because I know. I'm not going to be talking to you every day. Like, I'm, I usually don't talk to many 
men every day, and I don't, I'm not saying that as a hyper masculine man. It's just I'm like, you probably handling your business. I'm handling my business. Right. We will talk when we talk, and I think that's just like a different dynamic between men because I don't trip on that. And then um, I don't have to talk to all my friends all the time because uh, it's like, do I really want? If I talk to you every day, what is there to update on? To update me on? Mm-hmm. I, I just talked to you yesterday. I feel like the conversations can almost maybe become a little surface level if I talk to you every day anyway. Like, who should you really be talking to daily? There probably aren't too many people that you need to talk to every, every single, single day. day. So I, f- I don't really trip. I think I maintain my friendships well, especially with my guy friends and then my uh, my girl friends. It's like I kind of do the same thing with them. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, look, you probably handling your business. I've been handling mine. How have you been? We'll catch up that way. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's a good way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say for me, like, being a friend means someone that I can trust, mm-hmm. someone that I can confide in, yep. someone that um, won't betray, like, me, my our loyalty that we should have towards each other. Um, and I think that I'm learning that it's important to set up boundaries and be open and honest with your friends to make sure that you're on the same page because we're – as we get older, we're, like, growing, and some parts of us may be different. So you really have to relearn your friends and relearn that friendship, too. Yeah, so. and that's a that's a part of evolving. And then I was going to say, as far as losing friends, um, I think it's, like, cause this is where I feel weird as far as maybe following people on Instagram. It's like, yeah, I know you in real life, but... What you do doesn't necessarily inspire me, and I don't necessarily need to see you all the time. Mm-hmm. And I do think people will take it like, well, if you involve me, we ain't cool or whatever. It's like, bro, when was the last time we talked? Right. Do you, like, <laughs> how much do you care? Because now I do realize that usually if you're not following somebody on social media, then the likelihood of you speaking to them significantly go, like decreases. But, again, how many people do you really need in your life? And that sounds harsh, but... Once you start to lose track, I feel like I've experienced that. Like in college, I know so many people talk to so many people about so many things that sometimes when you talk to people, it's like, did you tell me that? Mm-hmm. They'll be like, no, that's somebody else. And I, I hate when that happens in a conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, losing friends, it's to me, I won't even look at it as losing. It's just like I will talk to you when I talk to you, see you when I see you. It's no ill will because I don't take it personal necessarily. Like the people that I'm the closest to, yes, I would take that more personal, but People that I don't talk to all the time anyway because we naturally went our ways or we graduated and you doing your thing, I'm doing mine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing that I've learned is that um, you have different friends for different things. Like, of course, yeah. Some friends yep. are not the ones that you need to go to and seek advice from. Some friends are not the yeah. one that you need to, hey, you want to go out? Like, they're just not that person for you. So you find, like, what what that friend means and how you both can feed off of each other yeah and how you reciprocate the right. energy so you just have to find which friend is for what exactly, <laughs> exactly. i agree with that all right so i'm gonna go to my next question what are your <laughs> current thoughts <laughs> what are your current thoughts on marriage oh marriage yeah oh lord um <laughs> <laughs> on marriage I think marriage is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I one day would hope to be married. Mm-hmm. I think that me <laughs> at 24, mm-hmm. I'm not thinking nothing about no type of marriage. I'm just okay. not like that's just not the place that I'm I'm in. Okay. But I've seen a lot of people in their 20s get married and stuff, and I think it's beautiful if you're on that path. Yeah. So when you were younger, do you th- did you think you would be married by this time? No. No? I've always wanted to get married by at least 30. Mm. Yeah, I've okay. always wanted to So does 30 be. sound far or close? It seemed a little close. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, I'm pretty sure 24 didn't feel close when you were 18. It didn't. And now, and now, I'm, and now I'm 24. <laughs> um, my current thoughts on marriage, I would, I would love to be married. I, I do see a lot of times where it seems like it's... Maybe, of course, I just like in a lot of the content I've seen on YouTube and whatnot, it's like not in the man's favor to be married. But I've I know because my parents were not married, it, it's always been something I wanted. Like, I feel like I turned out fine and my parents weren't married. So I wonder how much I wonder what can be influenced or what can be changed if I have kids that come from me that are in a two parent household and their parents are married. Because mm-hmm. like, if I feel like I turned out fine. I wonder what it would be like if I have 
children that have both their parents in their life and they're married. So that's something that's always been big for me. And then, of course, again, how I was saying earlier, like quality time and physical touch are like my biggest love languages. So Mm -hmm. that's something I naturally want. And um, I think that being married is just it's it's so much I think it's so much security in it it's like I got my person let's build this like because my mentality right now is I am trying to build this life let's let's get to it I in my in my head I'm kind of there it's like all right let's let's do this let's let's get this together but um I'm trying not to rush anything or anything and just take my time with it but yeah. You feel like you're there. Like, if you met somebody and you feel like y'all were a match and y'all were in a relationship, that you'll be like, okay, I think I'm ready for marriage. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying that. But, I like, I've never been in a relationship, so I'm 23, and I've never been in a relationship for even a year, right? Uh-huh. So I feel like if I was to be, because I don't know if this is rushing, I've never been in a relationship that's a year or more or anything, but if I was to be dating somebody, let's say, two or three years, right? At this age, I would probably be like, yep, let's go ahead and wrap this up because we got some stuff we got to take care mm-hmm. of. You know, we got mm-hmm. to handle this business and let's get to building this life together. That's because earlier when we were talking about should you have fun right now or build a foundation, I feel like if I build a foundation now, I can possibly have more fun later because I think people that have um, kind of like, I'm not trying to bash anybody, but if you just are just having fun in your 20s and aren't building any kind of foundation, then you will have to work harder later when you probably don't want to when we have right. more energy to do it right now. Right. So like that's a you, part of that for me. Yeah. yeah, I definitely don't think you should just be having fun. You should definitely yeah, be working towards something and building something. Yeah. I think that there should be a balance for sure. And as far as like you saying, if you were to make, meet somebody like you would eventually, that would be on your mind. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I don't think about it, but I just think that I have other things that are more important to me right now, such as me trying mm. to get to where I want to be, like, professionally, okay. Okay. and okay. the goals that I would like to knock off a relationship is not the... And that's fair. And that, yeah. I'm not mad at that. I, uh, I think another part of that is I know if you have a partner, then I feel like I've experienced where when you have a partner, you're... It's like, all right, I got this person. Anybody else? Like, it's easier to put blinders on. It's mm-hmm. like, it's me and this person. All right, now we can be updating each other on what's going on. Accountability partner. Mm-hmm. But it's like lover, friend, accountability partner, all those things in one. So that's kind of where my head is with that. Um, now, you should be those things for yourself, right? But when you have that, it's like, it's it feels good to have that security yeah. and that dependability on somebody. So, um that's where my head has been, but again, my I've been focusing on building up what I need to be doing by myself. Right. That way, when that happens, it's not such a hard decision. It's like, yeah, I want to be with you, but I don't have this together. Because I feel like that's something that's maybe been recurring mm-hmm. in my relationships. It's like, I would really want to be with this person, but something was, because tr- I'm trying to be accountable, right? Mm-hmm. There's something that's been lacking on my end. So what can I get together to where, I'm never going to be perfect, but what can I get together to where I can say, all right. I know that I would at least be ready for this. So let's go ahead and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah, it's your turn. Okay. Um, okay, so mm. I discussed the topic title, It's a Marathon, Not a Sprint. Mm. And it was basically about trusting the journey and knowing that things... Um, Hold on. What did I say? We in the library. That's why you hearing this. But golly, they not done. All right, back to your normal programming. Right. So um. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Um, so I did the topic title, It's a Marathon, Not a Sprint. It was basically discussing how you have to trust the journey and knowing that things aren't going to happen as quickly as you might have thought it would right. when you were younger or whatever. Yep. So what would you say is the hardest pill you've had to swallow about being in your 20s? Good Lord. Hardest pill. Hardest pill. That is a great question. I would... um. Well, Columbus showed me 
I feel like I've said it so many times, but if you don't put in the work, don't be mad at the result you don't get. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been like my biggest thing, and I feel like that's a huge reason why I work the way I do now. Because it's like, all right, if I'm putting in the work, and I, I guess I'd be confused if I'm putting in the work and don't get the result, but I can't question the, I won't be questioning the work I put in, like the or the lack of it. Right. Whereas if I don't get a result, it's like, okay, if somebody says, well, what did you do? And you have nothing to say. It's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? You didn't mm-hmm. even try to go for that. So that and maybe just the fact that sometimes you kind of have to embrace being alone mm-hmm. to grow. Because uh, there are times where I feel like many people our age, you know, we used to get some kind of notification on our phone, right? Like text or this or that or this. And I've, in the last few months, like when there are days where it's like, dang, nobody texted me today. It's like it makes you feel like am I Be like that? Yeah, it's like am I important or am I not important or do people care? And it's I try to take that personal because a lot of us are doing what we need to do. So or trying to, right? So why would I be talking to you all day when I need to be doing some work? But that's like something I've been navigating. It's like dang, nobody talked to me today. Like how do I feel about that? Because then it makes me think, am I not okay by myself? Because I should be, mm. right? What are you about to say? No, you saying the, like, you know, nobody talked to me today or whatever. Mm-hmm. That that really made me think of something because I had that similar experience, which was kind of different, but I lost my phone. Mm-hmm. So I was without a phone for, like, two days, right? So then I had to go get a new one. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I'm like, nobody's even worried about what's going on with me. Yeah, yeah it's no, like nobody even know I lost the my face phone. Of the earth. I just left the face of the earth. You haven't heard back from me or anything, and yeah. nobody cares. And, yeah, because it's only so, it's like... I try not to check my phone all the time. Like, when, if I'm dating somebody and I'm mm-hmm. with that person, I don't check it as much. Because usually if I'm checking, it's for them, right? Right. So that's that's another part that I enjoy. But when you are, like, if we feel the need to always know what's going on. Because there would be times where I get off social media and then you talk to your friends that are always on it, right? They're like, did you see that TikTok? Did you see that Instagram? Did you see that this? No, it's it's like, social media. It's like I didn't see it. But when you don't see it, even though it's only been maybe a month or something, you feel like you are so behind that maybe there was a trend that was going on or whatever. You feel so behind, but also there's stress that comes with trying to be up to date with what's going on all the time because you'll just be scrolling and then you don't stop. It's like, dang, this doesn't stop because the timeline doesn't stop. So where is, like where, I don't know, it's just a, a weird spot. Yeah, I just think that social media ruined a lot of our, like, perception mm-hmm. about how things should be. And it makes us, yeah. like, think differently about a lot of things. And I really wish that there was a time and point yeah. <laughs> that we didn't have the social media for real. Because it ruins a lot of people's mental states. It messes with people. Yeah, it makes us think me. things supposed to be different than what they really are in reality. So, yeah. social media... It's and it's though. weird because I, I try to practice what I preach, but um, like I'll say, you know, you should get off your social media and live your life. But a lot of the time, I feel like if I'm not on it, there are opportunities I'm possibly missing out on, mm-hmm. connections I'm possibly missing out on, um, news I'm possibly missing out on that could better my life. Like if any of these things can better my life and I'm missing it, I feel weird. But then, of course, you always hear people say, well, what's for you, you won't miss, right? Like you won't miss what's for you. And that's, I agree with it, but... I always feel like you can maybe improve on that or enhance that if you're aware, but too much information is not good either. It also depends on what you're consuming on social media. If you're just on social media for fun, then it's like, yeah, it's going to get to your head. If you're on social media and you're trying to focus on, like, you said connections or networking or whatever, okay, what social media are you on? Are you Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. Because that's what's going to lead you to them connections. (laughs) And if you're on Instagram, that can too sometimes. So it just depends on how you're using social media. Yeah. 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 So I try to try to be smart with that. But it's it's hard. And what was so what was the initial question again? It was like what's the hardest pill you had to swallow? Oh yeah. Your, that, so yeah. mine would be <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be that you really have to create the life you want. Like, nothing is ever going to fall into your lap. You literally have to get out there and create the life you want. And I think that's the hardest pill I have to swallow because it's like, first, why didn't nobody? Yeah, it's not even about nothing being given. Like, I'm okay with working hard for things, but it's just the reality of when you get out of, like, 
when you get into adulthood, you're out of a safety net, right? So now I have to figure out life myself mm-hmm. and create it. Yeah. Like, yep. what am I supposed to do? There's no rule book. There's no guidance for real that yep. come with our 20s. So it's a lot of pressure that comes with that. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. it just can be mentally exhausting. That's the hardest feel. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I can agree with that because uh, I feel like once you learn, like, nothing's going to be given to you. It's like, all right, now what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do from that? And I think the people around me, um, the people that I have in my life, I can see whatever their decisions have done to them or for them. It's like, if because you did this, this is the result you're going to get. All right, so if I can, like, let me learn from what they did and maybe mm-hmm. not have to go through the same thing. Let me try and learn, um, not vicariously, but, you know, from what they did. Yeah. So, yeah, and I... Because of that, again, that's like why I think it's so important to build the foundation. Because I know it's not going to be given to me. I right. have to go get it, and that's a it's a very hard thing. It's a very hard pill to swallow. But you better get to adjusting. Because it's like if you don't, then right. how you expect to have that life you want if you have put no work in toward it? So yeah, you definitely have to put in the work for sure. Absolutely. All right. So my last question is: um, Do you feel like you're gaining steps toward what your future will look like? Like, since you've been in your 20s, do you feel like you're at least making the progress necessary? Yeah, I do. do? Okay, that's good. I do. Um, I would say I do because I received my first step in the job Mm -hmm. that is, like, a stepping stone, which I was super proud of, and I've grown a lot from that. Um, I would also say I've been networking a lot, trying to lead me to something bigger. Yeah. Um, I'm just putting myself in positions where I'm trying to learn from people. So, mm-hmm. like, I am learning that, okay, I don't need to go there because that's not going to serve me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to be in spaces that are going to serve me yeah. and that will possibly help me. And maybe I can learn something from it. And I'm just trying to grow as a person. Yeah. Because um, it's getting to the point where eventually I'm going to be 25. <laughs> So eventually it's going to get a grown woman. <laughs> so I need to get there where yeah. I feel like, okay, Makaya, do you, like, is this the woman you want to be? Yeah, because I, yeah. I would think, I would say right now, because, like, when I lived in Columbus, it was a long, like, that felt like a very, very long year, right? But mm-hmm. since then, what have I done? Well, it felt like a long year, but it also show, showed me how short a year can be. Mm-hmm. So I look at the timing of things a lot different it's like you might think putting your head down for a year and putting some work in is a long time but i remember i was in a zone from september like i was in this work zone i worked every single day for months basically right that's how much i was working from like september to december right and in that time i was like i'm actually cool with this like i was cool with it i know some people would be like dude i have not had a day off it was like bro a day off is it's like, if I'm not making some money every single day, mm-hmm. like, that's where I was at, it mm-hmm. fell off. And I knew at that point, at least I was, like, I, something was always being done. So I knew progress was being made because the work I put in then is allowing me to do things that I want or need to do today. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of those decisions and a lot of time different because, uh, like you said, eventually you're going to be 25, right? I'm going to be 24 this year, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, before you turn 20, after you turn 24, what comes with that? 25. Once you hit 25... You almost feel what? We ain't got to keep going. You know what I mean? It's like you, the time is not going to stop. Right. So you might as well go ahead and get to making the moves and the decisions you need to because it's not waiting on nobody. So um, Right. But also I want to note that something that I'm learning is that you we don't control our time. Man. And I've been disappointed the most when I put a timeline on different things that I want. Because if I say I want to do this by, mm, I want to do this in three months, I'm going to be here in three months. I'm going to be out of Cincinnati in three months or whatever the goal may be. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen and you're disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, but timing is not in my hands. Like, sometimes timing is not in your hands. So You can't control timing at all. So, while I hear that, <laughs> while I hear you, I do think if you at least set a goal or some kind of standard going forward or trying to get to something, then it at least helps you to be intentional. Because if you're not intentional, then you are kind of 
not you can you can we can be wasting time honestly no for sure yeah i'm not saying don't be intentional i'm not mm-hmm. saying don't take the steps i'm just saying that be okay with a, that result. be okay with if you have to pivot mm-hmm. that's what you have to be okay with because sometimes things might not work out the way you wanted it so be okay with trying to oh, figure out the pivot yeah like it's okay that. to pivot as long as you're still working towards where you're trying to be yeah i agree um mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like we 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 learn a lot about our twenties. Yeah, we, we in the thick of it. <laughs> We're in the thick of it, man. So, yeah. Um, so you feel like you in a good spot in your twenties right now? Like being twenty four, you feel like you in a good you in a good place? Yeah, I do. Um, I feel like I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I still have a lot that I need to do. I yeah. need to keep going, keep mm-hmm. working hard. Um, yeah, and just. Just doing things that make me happy, yeah. focusing on that, being surrounded by people that love me and that pour into me, and I can do the same for them. Right. So, it's just learning. Yeah, yeah. Because I, um, like I said, I I do feel like I experienced a good amount of setback, like what I thought was a setback, but what it did for me mentally, I can't, um, I can't not be appreciative of it because I think I grew, I matured so much. Like when you go through hardship, mm-hmm. you're like, bro. I will not forget this. I will not forget this. And I'm going to use this going forward to make sure I never am in this spot again. Yeah. Um, like, t- yeah. hardships, child. It's like nobody, like, you don't want it, but. They happen. When you get it, it's like, all right, do you feel like you kind of transformed as a person? Yeah. It's just, I wish I didn't have to. It's like, you wish you didn't have to go through it, but you did. Yeah. And it, it grew you as, as into the person that you probably need to be. Right. Because, like. As hard as some of these experiences have been, it's like, well, the person I'm about to become, how would I become that without that experience that I had? You probably can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm definitely trying to trust that everything is going to lead me to where I need to be. So if Mm -hmm. I had to have that setback or that hardship, okay, it got to be something better. Like, this can't be my end all, be all, at all. Right. End all, be all, at all. (laughs) I believe. So, yeah. Yeah. do you have you got any other last words? Any other last tidbits for those that are in their twenties, anything like that? Um, I, 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 <laughs> I think that I really love talking about being in your twenties with people who are going to be honest and real about it mm-hmm. because, like we discussed, you see a lot on social media and comparisons are deep of joy. Yeah. So. <laughs> you think that people got it all together? Like, no. Like, yeah. they don't. Somebody's going through something. So, I just try to, you know, trust the process. And yeah. It's hard to do, but... It's hard to do, for sure. But I just can't wait to see where everyone is when they get whatever yeah. they have. Exactly. Whatever wanted. they have for them. Yeah. I hear for you. For sure. Well, Micaiah, um, I... Deeply enjoyed this episode. I feel like this was kind of an interview of each other. and yeah. But also, like, an interview of each other with different questions, but we seen where we at with it because we're both in our 20s, obviously, and I thought that this would just be a smart thing, and we've definitely explored some thoughts that are deeply ingrained within many people in their 20s. So I want to say thank you again for being yes. a guest on the podcast. And uh, definitely check out her podcast. Yes. It's dope. Yeah. Um, wait. Season two. Yeah, yeah. It's on the way. Season two is on the way. Yeah. I, season two is dropping March 12th. That's my first time saying that. Okay. So season two is dropping March 12th. Let's go. So make sure you follow something about our 20s on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast. Absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you yeah. so much for having me. This was wonderful. Yeah, I appreciate you. And thank you again to the viewer and yes. to the listener for tuning into this episode of The Highlight Reel. This has been your episode. I hope you have a good one. I hope you can take something away from this episode. And peace out.